everyone. Welcome into this end zone edition of the WGFC Sports Podcast. Jake Wallace, Lindsey Goff with you as we get ready for the second Friday night of the high school football season in the state of Georgia. One week in the books, back for another. And Lindsey, it's a, it's a kind of out of area slate. A lot of games happening around the area kind of, but not a ton necessarily in Savannah proper or the surrounding areas. But we do have some good games coming for you Friday night. Uh, Looking forward to this slate of games because there's some some interesting games where we're going to learn about a lot of teams here early on in the season. What are you most excited for this Friday night? I know last week it was kind of the newness, the novelty of it. Now it's we're getting a little bit more back in the groove, and there will be some teams making their debut, but I think a lot of this is going to be kind of, okay, how did last Friday night go in this COVID era, and now where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I am excited for, seeing teams start to get into a groove. Last week it was all new and different. Um, so week two, I think people will start to settle in a little bit, and we'll get to see uh, – more of what this team, these teams could be through the rest of the season. You get that first week jitters and the newness of playing football in the COVID era out of the way. You can start to really see a team's identity, I think. Yeah, and, and this week is, is a little bit kind of like it was last week. We've had a couple of schedule changes already. Um, Clinch County at Appling County was scheduled to be played. Friday night, that's now off Appling County, canceling that game. Uh, the Panthers of Clinch are now going to take on Marion County Friday night. Uh, Swainsboro was supposed to go to Jefferson County. That game canceled due to COVID concerns. The Tigers of Swainsboro are now going to travel to the House of Pain and take on Washington County for the first time, first of two times this season. So it is what it is. I mean, we've talked to a number of coaches. They've all told us this is going to be kind of a week-by-week season. You kind of just – see what happens and adjust, see what happens and adjust. And we have that uh, so far, at least on some of the parts of our schedule for this Friday night. But most of our major games still unaffected at this point, including our game of the week. And it's going to happen tomorrow night at South Effingham, the Metter Tigers, fresh off a win over Swainsboro, traveling to the corral to take on the Mustangs. Lindsay, it's a game that maybe – would kind of surprise people is our game of the week. But to me, it's really interesting. It's the first meeting between these two schools ever. And it's really going to be our first look at South Effingham after they've lost all that talent that graduated in 2019, Austin Blasky, Rocco Griffin, to name a few. Now we're going to kind of start to see how this program builds under second year head coach, Nathan Clark. Yeah. You lose a couple of SEC caliber players and, that's certainly going to affect you. And they were fun to watch last season. It was a good and talented team. So it will be interesting to see uh, how they come back and respond in 2020. And I do think it's interesting that it's the first time these schools have ever met. So we're making a little bit of history on the end zone Friday night. Right. And it's one of these games that you would look at and kind of look at the the size discrepancy matter, obviously now a class A school, but this is a really good program. You saw it last week when they shut out Swainsboro at Swainsboro, 28 nothing. The Tigers under head coach Rodney Garvin have allowed 20-plus points just twice in their last 14 games. This is a team that's 
led by their defense for good reason. And it's going to be a tough test for this South Effingham team that's going to be getting on the field for the first time this year. I think after a statement win at Swainsboro last week, if Metter can come out and get a win over South Effingham Friday night, I think it's really going to be proof that the Tigers, were from where everything is better, are a team to watch in class single-A public. They've got a lot of confidence now in their third year under, under Garvin, and, and this defense is not one to be messed with. Yeah, allowing 20-plus points just twice in the last 14 games. <clears throat> Excuse me, that goes back to last year. I mean, that's a pretty nice stat. So earlier today, I got a chance to speak with Metter head coach Rodney Garvin about his Tigers team and the test they face on Friday night against South Effingham. Here's that interview with Metter head coach Rodney Garvin. Well, you guys had a great showing in your first game of the season, a 28-0 shutout victory at Swainsboro, the program's first win over Swainsboro since 1955. What did you learn about your team? Because I know every coach is kind of just starting to figure out who their teams are after kind of such a weird off season, well, Jake, we, you know, not having OTAs in the summer, not having a scrimmage game, um, and really not much to go on on Swainsboro except based on what we knew about them the last couple of years. You know, we found out that our kids will compete. You know, they got out and competed really hard on offense, defense, and and uh, worked hard on the special teams piece. We've got some some things definitely we've got to work on. You know, there were some question marks coming into the season, basically on, on heavily on defense. And, uh, you know, there may be some changes coming on that after the South Effingham game. You know, I, I told my wife today, I said, you know, Swainsboro for us was, you know, and like them, it was a scrimmage game. I mean, this goes in the record books, but it was our first opportunity to see our team live against somebody different since last November. And, you know, we always know after a scrimmage game or game one, there are changes with personnel. You know, kid might be out of position. Kid may not have played as well as we thought he would play. Um, and we're going to make some changes more than likely after Friday night's game with South Effingham. Our lineup is pretty much intact from last Friday night. But, uh, you know, we fully expect before we get through our next two non-region games for a couple of changes to be made. But our kids competed well. Uh, we just got to clean up some things and, and play better on both sides of the ball. This is a matchup against South Effingham that I think will probably have some eyes on it because you guys coming in after your last season and, and what you did Friday night, taking on a South Effingham team that's a little larger in numbers, larger in class, but has kind of a lot to prove themselves. What do you expect to see out of this Mustang team Friday night? Well, the, the numbers is an overwhelming piece. Um, I think they have more managers and trainers than we have seniors on our football team. Um, Coach, Coach Clark is, is building that program in the way it should be. Um, you know, they're a big high classification class A school. I think he told me he has 32, 33 seniors, and, and we're probably going to bring 42 kids to the game total. Um, so the numbers is, is not in our favor. Um, and he has some good-looking kids. You know, all we got was a inter-squad scrimmage from coaching. That's all he had to offer. So that's what we had to go on. Um, you know, in, in several positions, it's hard to tell who his starters will be because there, a lot of the kids looked alike. You know, he's got some good, big defensive linemen that we saw, uh, some long kids out of the skill positions offensively. 
some really good speed in the backfield. There were a couple of backs that, uh, you know, really stood out with their speed and athleticism. He's got a couple of quarterbacks to throw the ball on dime. I mean, just good QBs, throwing the ball on time. Uh, big offensive lineman. Um, so it's going to be a it's going to be a very tough challenge for us, um, and it's a good challenge for us. You know, we want to win every football game, obviously, like everybody else does. But it's going to be a, a good measuring stick for us playing that big of a school on the road again. Um, yeah, I think it's senior night down there tomorrow night, so. You know, we'll be off the field a little earlier. Um, not necessarily that causes an issue, but, you know, when you get off schedule a little bit, you know how things are, especially with teenagers and coaches. So we're going to have some challenges to overcome tomorrow night, but, but we're looking forward just to competing. We're thankful that we get to play football, and it really doesn't matter who it is. Um, just get on the bus, let's go play who is on the schedule, and let's just go compete. I want to ask you about your defense. You guys have given up 20-plus points just twice since the start of last season, and you've got some talent on that defense, and, and you have a defensive background yourself. What makes this Metter defense so good at, at slowing other opponents' offenses down? Well, it comes down to the players, obviously. You know, we, we don't do a lot defensively. Um, we have a simple scheme, we feel like. And there's some rules to the defense that we have, just like everybody else's. Um, I have a fantastic, experienced defensive coaching staff. My defensive coordinator, Mitch Nobles, has been around the area. You know, he was on Statesboro staff as an assistant when, when Coach Busby was down there. Then he went with Coach Webb to Effingham County. So he's been around this area for a long time. Coach Nobles knows football. Um, he is a very laid-back individual, and I'm very high-strung, so I think we work together well with the kids. Um, and our kids just kind of respond to the way we, we coach them. Um, not always perfectly, of course, but, you know, they, they take in. We have some football-smart kids, and they're young. Um, but they, we're in the second year, excuse me, third year of this defensive scheme. So the kids know. They know the adjustments, and it just comes down to kids getting out on the field and, and playing out what we call. And for the most part, they you know they take it in, they soak it in, and they like to compete when the lights come on, and they take it personal, and that's a good thing. Um, so kind of to answer your question, I, I didn't even realize that, that stat um, with the points, but the, uh, you know, the kids just, they listen, and they work hard. That's all we can ask for. Coach, appreciate the time. Good luck Friday at South Effingham. We'll be there. Uh, Going to be a fun one to watch, and I think a lot of people are excited to see what your Metter Tigers can do this year. Coach, appreciate the time. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. want to thank Metter Head Coach Rodney Garvin for the time. His Tigers take on South Effingham Friday night in our game of the week. So another game that it's, I think even more eyes are going to be on now after last week's results going to be happening right here in Midtown Savannah, Bullock Academy, traveling over to the Specialty Sports Complex to take on Calvary Day, the first meeting since 1985 between the Gators and Cavaliers. Bullock Academy coming off possibly the most impressive win of any team in our area last week, a 30-point shellacking of Country Day in Statesboro last Thursday night. The Gators, under first-year head coach Steve Pennington, have early on made their statement and kind of 
shown themselves to the rest of the world. Now is another chance to kind of build on it. They don't even have to really win this game against Calvary, but just kind of compete. And I think people are going to be understanding that this Bullock Academy team is really, really good. Yeah, Calvary Day lost last week. Um, so this is a chance for them to get in the win column for the first time this season. And then they've got four straight home games. So a win to kick that off would certainly help them out. Yeah, Calvary went up to, to Prince Avenue Christian uh, last week, lost 42-7. That's a, a PAC team led by uh, UGA commit Brock Vandegrift, one of the top recruits in the country at quarterback. And he put on the kind of show that everyone expected him to put on. Now Calvary coming back home, as you mentioned, the first of four straight going to be at the specialty sports complex. The Cavaliers with a chance to get in the win column, kind of get going. We spoke with, with Bullock head coach Steve Pennington earlier in the week on the podcast. And he mentioned that, that he and Mark Stroud over at Calvary, longtime friends, Pennington is a longtime coach in this state. So it's not surprising that he knows just about everyone, but he mentioned just how large this front is of Calvary day. And of course the Cavaliers led up front by Georgia state commit Fuchsius Lewis. It's going to be interesting to see how kind of that, that one, two punch of, Rodney Hill and Cam Harrison, the running back duo for the Gators, are able to do against this large front of the Cavaliers who have really, it seems like, just kind of grow defensive linemen over there in Midtown Savannah. But that's the, that's the matchup I'm really interested in seeing is how does this Cavalier front slow down the Gator running game that ran right through Country Day last Thursday night? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Another game that's happening, we, our game of the week at South Effingham, also in Effingham County, a good matchup, the Benedictine Cadets visiting Effingham County, taking on each other for the first time since 2013. Benedictine, explosive last week against the Burke County Bears, 58-26, scored five touchdowns of 60 or more yards, um, vaulting from unranked to fourth in the AJC's class quad A poll. The cadets, uh, a little bit in the news today, Burke County, their opponent last Friday, suspending football operations for the next two weeks due to some positive COVID tests. I spoke to Danny Britt earlier today. He said that they are, uh, they've done the contact tracing. He spoke with, with Eric Parker, the head coach at Burke County. They watched the tape to kind of figure out, okay, how are we? And he said, right now we're good to go. We feel good after doing that, speaking with Parker. So the game between the cadets and the rebels still on, and I'm excited for it because how the cadets respond to last week, I think is going to say a lot about them. This is still, this is an experienced team, but they haven't had a ton of success with big win after big win just yet. And this is an Effingham County team that relied a lot on their defense last week to beat Rovetown 21-13 at home. Miguel Allen scored two touchdowns for the rebels but it was really the defense that shined for Effingham County. Can the Rebels slow down this cadet team that may have one of the best offenses in class quad A? Yeah, Trent Broadnecks put on a show last week in Memorial. So it'll be interesting to see if Effingham County can slow that down at all. I heard some of the BC players after they would score a touchdown, they were saying to themselves, man, this is easy. Uh, so with that Effingham County defense, we'll see if it's still easy for them. You do it once, okay, but if you do it twice, you're on to something here. So we'll see if they can come back and 
get another win on the road this time. Um, Effingham County's definitely got a test in front of them. Yeah, and of course, LaShawn Brooks and uh, was his touchdown run, one of his touchdown runs, the reigning defending WTOC play of the week as voted on First Monday. of 2020. Yeah, and, and I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a good chance for us to learn about both these teams, Benedictine and Effingham County. That's kind of the theme for this week. A couple other games that we're going to have our eyes on from kind of the fringe areas of our WTOC coverage area, Richmond Hill now 1-0 after knocking off Camden County in pretty decisive fashion Friday night down in Kingsland. Now heading on the road again to Waycross to take on the Ware County Gators, one of the top teams in the state, one of the most well-known programs in the state. Another tough test for Matt Lazant and the Wildcats. And then another game that's going to be really interesting, over at Bearville Stadium in Blackshear, Wayne County going to Pierce County. Wayne coming off a big win over Hart County last week. And Jessup, kind of that impromptu game that came together on Tuesday. Now going to take on a Pierce County team that just blew the doors off Brunswick, a 6A school. And the Bears have been a terrific program for the last few years. A couple of state, uh, state semifinal appearance, another deep run for the Bears. This is a good program that's won a lot, a lot of games in the last few years. They're going to be taking on a Wayne County team that also has a lot of talent and a lot to prove. So that's a game that we're going to be watching for out of Blackshear on Friday night. Definitely. We've got another good slate of games coming up for you on Friday night. And we're excited to continue football season. Like we mentioned last week, we weren't sure if it was going to happen or not. And it's kind of a week by week thing is, you know, teams have to cancel and reschedule. And I'm glad we've got another good slate ahead for you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be sure to tune in to us on the end zone Friday night at 11.15 during the news at 11. We'll be coming to you live from the corral at South Effingham High School, site of our game of the week, Metter at South Effingham. Of course, we'll have highlights and scores from all the games all across the area as it'll be another fun Friday night on the television and on the football field. We're looking forward to bringing it to you during the end zone. Thanks for tuning in to this end zone edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week to recap this Friday night and this kind of first big weekend of college football. And then we'll have another end zone edition of the podcast coming to you next Thursday. For Lindsay, I'm Jake. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon.